Hi everyone, thank you for joining another episode of Millennial Runs. My name is Javin. And this is Esther. And what are we talking about today, Esther? All right, so today we are going to talk about money mindsets and what they are, how you can identify them and how you can overcome them, as well as how to get your side hustle started. Yes, and today we have a guest, uh, Patsy Mugabe. So Patsy, welcome to the episode. Guys, thank you so much for having me, Ranyake. I'm so excited to be on Millennial Rants, but also very excited to be talking about my very passionate subject called money, making money moves. It's not called money, but making money and growing money and keeping money, all things money. Yes. So briefly, tell us who's Patsy and yeah. Cool. So Patsy, in a nutshell, <laughs> I feel like there are only two words I would use to describe myself. That is people developer. Uh, everything that I have been doing or working towards is a sum of these two things. Helping people and serving people and show help them show their best version of themselves. So I narrow down my niche to money. Uh, I create content curate content telling money stories and helping people have a healthier relationship with money in as much as it's a taboo uh, subject i am vulnerable and help us have a safe space to you know continue the conversation but also inspire people to action you know to walk the talk yes so in summary yeah see that is a people developer content curator and um I like to think of myself as a thought leader, especially in the research world, because that's what I do on a professional scene. I am a researcher, especially in terms of the finance world. So currently I'm studying around privacy and investing. Exciting. So yes, and we shall leave the links to her amazing content in the description of the episode. So make sure to check them out. And so to dive in right into the topic for today's episode. So money mindset. So before checking out your uh, Instagram feed, I didn't know what money mindset was. So what is a money mindset and how would you describe it? That's a great question. A money mindset is basically our relationship with money, how we grow up thinking a particular, uh, a particular, uh, what should I call it? You know, let me allude to East Africa. So, for example, when I say Ugandans, what are Ugandans known for? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I don't know, food, hospitality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Yeah. Parties. Yeah. Party. Yeah, party after party. <laughs> so for yeah. me, uh, so currently I'm in Nairobi, and the one thing that uh, Kenyans may know us for is first, of course, parties, but also kneeling down. So that's the mindset they have of Ugandan girls. Like, oh my God, she has to kneel down. Um, or ORG. <laughs> or uh, what else do they think of us? Yeah, you know, and like you said, Javin, our hospitality. So in the same manner, uh, when it comes to money, a mindset is really the conditioned way of thinking towards your money and your relationship with money. Some people have a scarcity uh, money mindset. Others have an abundance money mindset and all these money mindsets. So there's quite a variety um, sub themes under those two. But I just want for us to focus on these two for now. And it stems primarily from our money memories. You know, when you were growing up, we used to hear things like which means I don't have money. For some people, they used to 
be around you know parents or elders who were so generous with them and so when they grow up and they're spending money someone may think oh my god she's showing off he's showing off or he spends too much or so there's spending too much but then when someone is generous someone may take it the wrong way and that person really just grew up from an, having a, an abundance money mindset so the first place to start knowing your money mindset sit down with yourself go on a money date literally and just think back uh, this is something i do in my money coaching calls whereby we sit down with you and we examine when was the first time you realized money had value so for me for example those days we used to call the rat the tooth fairy so that's when i knew that oh my god if i want my tooth <laughs> I'm going to get money from the tooth fairy. Or when you would go for parties and there's a term we say kufuwa, which means like to blow money on you or to, you know, something that I knew that this this thing has value. That's the first time I understood, you know, the value of money. Now, value of money is not the same as time value of money. Uh, Those are two different terms. I just need to clarify that. And then now growing up and becoming the phenomenal woman I am, I'm still becoming, like, you know, Michelle Obama taught us. But anyway, uh, I understood that the way I relate with my money, so I'll just keep it 100 on millennial rants. I used to have a scarcity money mindset before I started becoming vocal about money. I used to be like, this money is just for me. Nothing more, nothing less. What is generosity? Where does it live? You know, stuff like that. I didn't understand the purpose of, you know, having an allocation to be generous in my budget. And I'll just share, there's a book I read called Givers and Takers. It says the takers may have more and the givers sleep better. So through money coaching mapping calls, I was able to clarify my relationship with money but not only that i was also able to move from a scarcity money mindset and have an abundance money mindset so i'm happy to say (laughs) that i am able to give like i literally have an allocation in my budget for giving like for generosity and also i'm big on tithe so that's still under my generosity you know um allocation but I know someone who will be like, no, my money is just for me. No one has ever helped me. Um, I mean, I've hustled for my money and you're here asking me for money. It's not fair, stuff like that. So that's an example of now scarcity mindset. We don't get to know it until we have that money debt and understand our money memories. And then the last thing I want to say about our money mindsets, they're heavily attached to our money personalities, which we'll get into later. But yeah, what do you guys think? What Had you had the term before? Well, personally, I'd had it from you and um, engaging with your online content. So I was uh, very familiar with the term and I was actually very excited for you to come on and explain to our listeners what a money mindset is. Um, so that they can start to think about some of these things. Um, yeah, so, and I feel like you have kind of dived into what my next question was going to be, which is what are some of the relationships we can have with money? So I feel like you have covered a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. So I'll just encourage you to 
dive further into those relationships and kind of talk about whatever you felt like or you feel like you hadn't covered um, in your first statement. Um, so anything that you want to say around relationships and how you can start to identify them and how you can actually practically go on that money journey that you talked about. Mm. Yeah, I'd be excited to hear more about that. Cool. So I think the quickest way to summarize this question so I don't over jazz would be, uh, money personalities. They a money personality basically describes a relationship, and this is very important for people who have lovers in their lives. Even if you're single, it's still very important. Uh, one of the reasons for you know, I'm not being a prophet or doom or anything. I'm just keeping it 100. Most of the reasons, <laughs> <laughs> most of the reasons we have, you know, people splitting up is money. Even if you Google it, I'm not sure of the statistics for Uganda, but I know worldwide it's one of the top five reasons now for money personalities it's when money hits my account or my wallet what's the first thing i'm inclined to do am i going to spend it because i have bills to pay am i going to save it because i'm part of an investment shop am i unbothered so that's what i want to take us through so there are five types of money personalities if you google there's quite a number i just coined five for us as ugandans for us as east africans to understand better so that it hits close to home so the number one thing is of course spend that when money comes through it's hey, chop life or it will chop you or you know i have bills or i have to send money home to take care of my parents or a school or something like that so i spend money on you know basic needs and maybe other things which are essential number two would be a server i set aside a particular sum of money you know towards a particular goal this is something i always say don't save for a rainy day because a rainy day will always come we save for investment which takes us to the third category which are investors now i th- i think as ugandans we have a lot of unlearning to do i used to think that to be an investor i have to have one million shillings in my account i recently started a business with under two hundred thousand uganda shillings can you imagine so, oh wow yeah that's so, impressive yeah so i know a couple of people i was just with my colleague the other day and they shared with me how the different um, opportunities to invest with just 30,000 Uganda shillings. And I was just like, sign me up, sign me up, take my money, yeah? So there's servers, spenders, investors, then there's money monks. These people are like, oh my God, don't you feel bad that you're so rich? Like being rich is so evil. Um, And, you know, they justify it with the biblical saying, you know, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And I th- yes, that's a biblical truth. We won't even contest about that. But I do not think that um, if someone is rich, then it's evil of them, you know. So that's how money monks are. They're like, no, don't. I don't like money. You can't look a certain way. That having too much evil stuff like that. It's surprising that even we still have such people back at home in Uganda. People who's like, but this is a safe space. We're not judging anyone. And then the last category is Kamoli. These are people who are unbothered. Like money will come, it will go. Is it come? Is it go? As in, why? Why are we stressing about money? So that's their that's their relationship. Money. I just need to clarify for the community here on millennial rants well you can't be just one you know like for me myself i'm a huge huge spender and an investor but you can always transition you know from a spender to an investor or you know from a money monk or from kamoli to now a server 
or an investor you know something like that so you can have more than one um it's sort of like how should i call it money love languages so there's also um mm-hmm. different types of love languages i know that we have probably covered already on the points but you can't just be one there's a predominant one and then there's another one and then the good news is that you can always switch by you know investing yourself i always say this as well i say invest in yourself because you can afford it and you don't have to invest in yourself doesn't have to be um oh my god i have to break the account it's because i'm investing in myself no it's as, as you know listening to such a podcast or you know buying a book from your friend in an area you want to develop or youtube university i mean i started a blog and did everything from scratch just learning from youtube tutorials yeah yeah so that's how i would summarize that question hmm. i like i like the interesting categories of that you made up of the the money mindsets and i'd urge people to go on your platforms that will share and check them out more in detail and see where are they for and what kind of improvements they really need to make you know in their lives especially for millennials because we have all this information mm-hmm. that we get we have at our fingertips and we can make our lives better by just adopting some of this information that brilliant people like you are sharing i think even on the topic of money mindsets it being really an interesting topic how does one come out okay like to wrap up the money mindset uh, uh topic and also transition to side hustles mm. how does someone um change from because we know like you mentioned before the culture the Ugandan culture is i don't have money i don't have money yet the person may actually have but just that um the thought of scarcity and all of that stuff how does one transition from that negative mindset into thinking in an abundant way I relate 100% to this question. So I'll just share with you snippets of what I am doing. It's actually an everyday job. Like I literally have to show up. I'm a work in progress. So I'm going to suggest some unconventional pieces of advice. And you don't have to take it. You just have to try it for 21 days. Um, 21 days because it takes 21 days to form a habit. If it doesn't work for you, then... You know, at least you tried. But if it works for you, pass it on, pay it forward, share with another friend who may have a scarcity mindset. Number one would mm-hmm. be having money affirmations. Um, you know, for the, we're in a self-care evolution right now. You know, we have consumed a lot of self-care content. The same way we consume our self-care content is the same way I'd like to implore us to think about our money. There's something I always say that uh, Dev Ramsey taught us. Uh, he says, you don't say I'm broke. You say I'm pretty rich. When someone calls you and is like, Patsy, there's a party, or there's this, or, you know, there's, and you're like, man, where am I going to get this money from? Just start saying I'm broke. You know, that's already a negative. You're already operating in the deficit region. So how do you move to the positive side? You're like, yo, Patsy, I don't think I'll be able to come because, you know, Right now, I'm pretty rich, you know. The money is yet to come, you know. So, you know, having money affirmations like those, stick them up on your laptop. Mine are in my journal because I journal a lot. The other thing, you know, that will take us to our relationship with money, having a positive relationship with money, for which is also something I would recommend for people who have small businesses, is to have a business journal just to journal all those be feelings, the negative ones and then the good you know, feel good vibes, channel it out. And 
especially for us as women, because maybe we're a bit more wordy, I would recommend, you know, journaling, having a separate business journal where you can, you know, say, you know, this month was hard, I didn't have sales, or this month was really good, I shot my above my target, this is my profit margin, what are my opportunities to scale up or to expand, stuff like that. Number three, again, is for the lovers, even for singles, uh, would be having a money vision board. I feel like visualization is the best way to show up as yourself. Um, I'll let you know in a small secret. I didn't think I would ever hit maybe 1K subscribers, for example, on my YouTube. And now let's say I'm on a journey to maybe 5K or something like that. But there's a way when I put it on my um, vision board, I, I don't know, like I found myself working towards the goal, like I was more consistent, I was showing up more on YouTube and stuff like that. So I feel like visualization just conditions your mind to show up, to walk the talk, you know, not just to say, oh my God, I want to have one million Uganda shillings. No, no, no. How do you work towards it? So that's what I would implore someone listening right now. Do you have a money vision board? On that money vision board, do you have a money goal? What can a money goal be? Do you want to save? How much? Give us the details. Do you want to save 10K per week? Maybe 1 million? Are you saving alone? Do you have a saving buddy? You know, stuff like that. Or maybe I'm saving to start a new business because again, we don't save for a rainy day. A rainy day will always come. We save for investment purpose. Or I want to go on a trip with pay who is funding are we splitting uh 50 50 you know there have been memes going around um this is just a light one i do not endorse this message it says how i book the flights and i that he books the flights and i put my arm around his something like that it's called equality it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you guys are anyway but yeah you know how do you yeah. split um is uh, who is covering the hotel costs okay, maybe outside is not fully open. Maybe we're going to support, you know, Ugandan places, you know, tourism, buy Uganda, build Uganda, stuff like that. You know, all the specifics. So on mine, I have my income streams. I have um, time, you know, time batches, you know, from October to November. I mean, October to December, because it's the last quarter. How many am I making from what? And how much am I giving away? I cannot stress this enough also have an opportunity to give like i alluded earlier to the book the takers may have more but the givers sleep better and also because of my name my name means mugabe so yeah it means giver so i've literally learned to live out the meaning of name yes that's some advice i would give anyone listening in today nice all right thank you I've definitely picked up a few for myself as well. Um, on the ep- Me too. Yeah. Um, actually, on the, I think, I don't know when it will come out, but I actually tell Javin that I also really had a scarcity mindset and a very poor relationship with money. And I've also had to learn um, over time uh, to change that. And I'm very happy that I get to listen to pro tips from you. So you talk about investing and saving to invest. And my question would be, how could side hustles or how could starting a side hustle be a potential way to gain financial independence? Like what's the value of a side hustle and starting one and how can it help you achieve some form of financial independence? I love this. I love this. So I'll just show you my past, my background, education background is in finance. I did financial economics at Strathmore University and 
guys, I know money, like I know aspects of investing, I know what, 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 but the sad part is we're not taught how to handle our pre-rich days because you said you don't say broke, yeah? No one teaches us when, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> no, no one teaches us how to survive such times. So for me, uh, you know, I got the opportunity to work here in Nairobi, which is amazing. I did a couple of internships here and there. Um, I did a few consulting gigs here and there. But I was just like, you know what? It's so important for me to have a side hustle because I don't know if you guys have seen that meme for um, making money. It's like a snail. And then um, spending money is like a squirrel. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't. I was just like, I relate to this so much. I was so tired of being in a place where I'm living from paycheck to paycheck. Kwanzaa, oh, sorry. Um, now this is a Kenyan in me talking. The, the, the worst part is because I'm not Kenyan, I had to look for gigs that are, you know, are, are sort of tax-free. So it's not, not a lot of money. It's money, but it's not a lot of money. So one way that I decided is, you know what? I need to start a side hustle. So I do have like three side hustles which I'm working on registering hopefully by end of my year. That's the goal. But I, I, I feel like having multiple income streams can free you from that burden of, oh my God, money. I need money. Like money has just hit my account. I've spent it. Now I'm stuck. Where do I go from here, you know? So that's one way that having a side hustle can help you, you know, achieve your financial freedom because you're having multiple income streams. I don't know if that answers the question. And then the second thing, it relieves you from financial anxiety. Because when someone is in their pre-rich days, someone can be so agitated. They're just like, man, now there's this to spend on. Or you keep checking your bank account balance. They said they would put, they said they would put, you're looking for the friends who don't. <laughs> like, you know that you have so much anxiety around your finances. And that's not a healthy place to be at with your money. I always say that think of your money as though you would think of your, your partner or your loved one or your spouse. Or if you don't have, if you're on that, you know, I don't do love, then think about it as your most um, prize. I don't say most prized possession because you may look at it as an idol, but think about it as something you would invest in. For some people, it can be their pet. I have friends who, <laughs> who okay, this is a safe space. I'm not judging, but like, you know, they think more highly of their pets than they would think of, you know, having a bay or something like that. So that's, those are my two cents on side hustles and financial. Hmm. That's really interesting. Um, uh, about side hustles because yeah like you said i the reason me i support uh, side hustles is that you need to fuel your dreams because as you let's say if you're formerly employed you're fueling someone else's dreams you're putting your skills your time your knowledge towards someone else's dream someone else's family business someone else's legacy but there's none of your own so i guess it, side hustles give you the opportunity to have a legacy and have uh, some sort of longevity or something to show for your existence because there's ownership, which is really important. And so like someone, for example, uh, who is formerly employed, so how and when do they decide 
to start a side hustle and like how do we pick a side hustle? What would be like one thing you'd say to someone who is looking to start a side hustle? What criteria should they look at? Uh, this is great. So I, you guys, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm giving you, a, like my life is such an open book right now on Millennial Lands Podcast. I'll share again from my experience. <laughs> so for me, the businesses I started, one I was passionate about. There's a thing that I loved. Uh, there's a podcast I listened to that I absolutely loved on copycat mentality. I don't know if you'll be able to link it in the show notes. So as mm-hmm. Ugandans, we have this thing of her. Patsy has started this business. Ah, even me, I can do it. You know? So for I have run a couple of businesses which have not been able to pick up. Why? Because of copycat mentality. My heart wasn't in it. And for a business or a side hustle to thrive, you have to be passionate about it. And there's something I love to say. There's so many things I love to say. I think this is the third time <laughs> I'm saying this phrase. <laughs> but Norman Vincent, um, the guy who wrote The Art of Positive Thinking or something like that, says, throw your heart over the bar, the rest of your body will follow. So what's that one thing you're passionate about that you can turn into a business because or a side hustle? I feel like for us as Ugandans, if me inclusive, I used to be shy to call my businesses businesses uh, because I used to think of them as side hustles. And let me tell you something. It's not wrong to think of your business as a side hustle, but if you're going to cultivate change and be an industry leader, you don't think of yourself as a side hustle. I mean, Apple didn't... When, when Apple started, yes, it was small, but he didn't think of it as something being small forever. I mean, now everyone is just being stressed by, you know, the iOS updates. People want iPhones. They want, you know, so many things. Or or what else can I use? Maybe it's universal. Maybe Teslas, people who love cars. You know, he didn't think that it would just be something small. No. So also, as you pick this thing, don't think of it as small. Think think globally think expansion and the only way you can do that the only way to create a business that thrives is pick an area you're passionate about so i'll give you a hack one of the ways that helped me transition into business is um, doing a passion budgeting technique a passion budgeting technique is what is used for your disposable income what is disposable income this is the income available for spending after deducting your needs or your your basic necessities so you've paid rent you've paid internet ott whatever taxes there are to be paid now all those things and i'm left with amount x let me use amount x as one hundred thousand. yeah so on this one hundred thousand, i have maybe 10 things i'm spending on uh, or five to ten things so what passion budgeting is is I allocate a passion weight to the things I'm spending on. 10 for the thing that I spend on, that I enjoy spending on the most. And then one for the thing I spend on, but I really don't enjoy. Like it's the least weight I can give. So what what I do is that after ranking these weights, 1 to 10, I break it down. So the, the ones that fall in the 1 to 5 category, I now transition my spending from these into the other things of 5 to to 10 i'll give an example for the longest time i used to spend on a streaming site i don't want to say because now uh, people may misquote me and then i don't want i don't want k drama yeah <laughs> but um so 
I used to spend on a site, you know, that for streaming movies and stuff like that, because I used to love some series called Greenleaf. And then when Greenleaf ended, I was like, you know what? I'm also out of this place. So I moved that money into, from spending that money on that site to now uh, jewelry. So I do work with artisans to, I recently set up a new, like, um, ex- exquisite jewelry line. So that money uh from that side is now available to help me in my side hustle although i must say even as you choose a side hustle um think think systems think systems don't think um it's a one-man show if you must have a team have a team um don't die in your movie don't die in your movie um the dream is to have a business that can operate without you like without Patsy being there to coordinate things, stuff like that. That's really the dream. And the only way to get there is by having systems. Um, I'll share with you as I wrap up my answer. Don't don't listen to this episode and think, ah, oh, systems, surely. Like, Chick is saying so much. No, I feel like there's so many opportunities for us to start our side hustles or online businesses or small-scale business and scale up. Uh, it's just a matter of solving problems. I mean, somebody started a public speaking business. I don't know if you've heard of the, the clubs called Toastmasters. They help people uh, speak without, for example, speaking without filler words like, uh, um, okay, you know, that's their business model. And they help people, they solve the problem of public speaking. So even for your side hustle, to wrap it up, think systems, be passionate, but also what problem are you solving? There's so many problems to solve. I'll give you a cheat code for Uganda. Think um, about your target audience as women and children because we are the majority and you won't miss buyers, people to buy your product. Yes, that's what I would say. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot so of, many gems were dropped. Yeah. A lot of golden nuggets, I would say. Um, especially for me also as an entrepreneur who is starting out and thinking about some of these things. All right. Thank you so much, Patsy. One last question before we let you go. What are some of the challenges of having a business? Let's not call them side hustles, as you've said. They are businesses. What are some of the challenges of having your own starting business or your own budding business? Yeah. That's a great. To be honest, uh, there's so many challenges uh, which cannot be universal to all of us because, again, if you have started a business because of copycat mentality, it's just a matter of time before you lose the passion. So you find some people who are not passionate and they, and it shows, it shows in their work. Like you call someone, hi, I'd like to order this, this, and someone is so rude to you and you're just like, okay, what did I do wrong to you, you know? So we have a lot of people operating out of, I don't say burnout, but they're not passionate about what they're doing because at the end of the day, they're thinking, why isn't this thing giving me back my money, you know? A second problem that we have as entrepreneurs, we think, ha, I need the money. I need the money. I need it now or never. We are not trusting the process, as Kemi says, to hold the vision and trust the process, especially if you're, you know, you're depending on this thing. For example, I'll give you guys... I'll share only on this on this podcast episode. 
I'm going to be starting. I'm going to be launching a new business for Patin Kariba brand, and I'm not going to be charging people. And when I was doing the the brainstorming behind it and speaking to my business coach and telling her that I won't be charging, she's like, "No, you need to charge." I spoke to another business coach. Who was like, "No, don't charge." And for me, I was just, you know, I was, I had that, I had to do that resolve and say, "Patsy, um, it's not about the money for this particular cause. It's." you know again people development which i alluded to in the beginning so i think for us sometimes we also struggle with her i'm not saying um you should operate at losses ladies and gentlemen no i'm just saying don't go in it for the money i feel like so many people tell me maybe we'll we'll, we'll come back and do another episode on you know um how to make money or monetize your content people ask me i want to start a blog party i need to make money I need to make money. I'm just like, okay. It was three years before I made any money on my blog. Yeah. And right now we are so saturated. There's TikTok, there's Reels, there's so much. How then do you um, drive traffic back to written content? That's a whole other podcast episode. The last thing I want to say is that um, we have a competition, unhealthy competition, especially for us as entrepreneurs in Uganda. We feel like uh, uh, my business has to survive. So I want help Esther. I want help Javin. And not really. There's so much room for us to shine. Yeah. There's so much room. I feel like, especially, I think seeing it here in Nairobi, yes, Kenyans are aggressive, but they have healthy competition there's enough room for us to eat all of us to eat in the sense that we can all make it we all must make it i'm a mean person i don't know if you've seen that um young nollywood meme where the ladies are just holding their glasses and they're toasting and they're like all of us must make it so i think for us as you know you can entrepreneurs how do we unlearn that thing of um entrepreneur uh unhealthy competitions yeah because it's stifling our growth i believe that there's so much strength in numbers if we come together and collaborate it's much better i don't know i I allow me to paraphrase this quote as i as i summarize my two cents on this it's as if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go further walking a tribe something like that i buy into that school of thought so my clarion call to anyone listening to this today is how do you collaborate with you know people in your immediate circles who are also doing business and for someone listening to this and they're like huh i need to collaborate with someone up who maybe has 100k subs or 100k followers how do you network we want to network up instead of networking within how do you tap within your you know your circles is it a rotary club is it a church is it an investment group how do you tap into what you already have before you even go up yes that's what i would i really love i love this episode already even before it comes out just the very many things we've talked about i've learned a lot from money mindset and also to even reiterate the things we've been talking about from copycat mentality choosing things that you're passionate about collaboration especially horizontal collaboration with people around you and just having this outlook and this new revolution of millennials doing new amazing things to just, yeah, bring about personal development and something that you're actually passionate about. So, yes, and also we mentioned we'd really love to have you on another episode to dive deep on just how people can monetize content, uh, especially like for us, uh, how would you monetize a podcast? We're seeing very many podcasts coming up, YouTube channels, blogs. 
how do people enter that space and make money? We would really love to have you on that. I'll just give you something small. Mm. I, I have said this somewhere mm-hmm. else, but this is the only, I think, the second place. But I've already shared some insights. Um, so I will, when the business I'm doing is on creativity coaching, I'll just put it out there. And I'm thinking about podcasters especially because I also want to jump into the pod onto the podcast scene. So I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. I got you. Keep um keep uh what do they call it? Keep keep on the dial? I don't know. But like stay stay <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay on the dial. Yeah, yeah. On the dial, stay on the dial. I really want to work stay with, tuned. Yeah, I really want to work with uh podcasters. Hopefully this month, fingers crossed, I'm praying that it all works well. But I really the the business I was alluding to earlier, the part in the brand is in creativity coach. Yeah. That's amazing. We'll be we'll be on the lookout for that. And we'll really love to collaborate as well. So thank you so much for coming on and for everyone who really wants to look more because Patsy uh, dives deep into these topics, especially with money mindsets and everything to do with money. We'll link her YouTube and all her um, online platforms in the description of this uh, episode. So make sure to check it out. And yeah, and also leave us a review, leave us a comment. We'd like to hear about your money mindset and your perceptions about having a business running along your former employment. We are no longer calling we have thrown away some words like side hustles and broke. So yeah, to business and pre-reach. So let us know what you think in the comment section. And yeah, thank you for coming, Patsy. Thank you for me. Stay safe. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it's a bye from us. Bye, everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Millennial Runs. We are loving your feedback, so please keep it coming. We release episodes every Monday, so make sure to catch us on your favorite podcast platforms. That is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Follow or subscribe, plus leave a comment or rating. Keep updated by following us on our Instagram at millennialruns.pod. See you in the next episode. Bye. We're excited to announce the launch of Big Box, an e-commerce platform set out to empower young Ugandan entrepreneurs and artisans to showcase their exceptional workmanship to a global audience. Check out their website at BigBoxUG, follow Big Box on Instagram at BigBoxUG and like their Facebook page, BigBoxUG, for more information and share with a friend. If you'd like a business shout-out or brand feature, please reach out to us at millennialrants.hi at gmail.com or via Instagram at millennialrants.pod.